This word is important. I want you to catch this. How many know what we've been talking about lately? Favor. Favor. By the way, did Pastor Nip do a good job last week on Father's Day? He's a great guy. He just retired recently. Favor isn't fair. Favor isn't fair. This is, what, the fourth in this series? We've got one more. I think just one more next week. We're going to talk about favor in the last days. We're going to wrap this thing up and and talk prophetically what God's up to and how favor is going to work for you. Favor isn't fair. By that I mean God is going to bless you in ways that other people are going to question. God's going to bless you in such a way that other people are going to say, well, how come God's blessing him like that, not blessing me? God's going to bless you in ways that people are going to scratch their head and say, I didn't know they had it in them. I don't understand what's happening in their lives. They don't have this. They don't have that. They don't have, you know, I don't understand how God could use somebody like that. I don't understand how God could just take someone right off the streets and put them in a great ministry. I I don't understand how God can use someone who barely got through high school, but God's blessing them in a great and wonderful way. It said of the early church that they were unlearned and ignorant men, but they were turning the world upside down. I'm not against education, but I'm telling you, God can use anybody, anywhere, anytime, if you're willing to be used by God. Amen. Favor comes when you're in the will of God. Favor comes when you're in the will of God. Favor drizzles into your life. When you're not doing what, in other words, you just think favor is just blessing. But favor is keeping you on your journey and keeping you moving in the way you need to go. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? How many are ready for favor? Once again, let's look at our our key scripture from the message, Amos chapter 9 and verse 13. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Say, it won't be long now. God's decree... Get that. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing, fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I believe I was blown away when when that many people came up here and wanted a life-transforming moment in the Spirit. I'm pretty... Come on. Now, listen, don't don't just go home and sit sit there and say, well, Lord, I'm ready for my transformation. How many know God can't steer a car that's not moving? Start moving, start doing, and watch what he said. Well, I don't know what to do. Oh my God, read your Bible. There's enough in the Bible to keep you busy the rest of your life if God never spoke to you again. How many are feeling me? Come on now. I'm feeling bold. I rode an elephant. Come on. (laughs) Number, I got to hurry up. Number one, number one, here, here, get this now. God is setting you up for favor. Let's go to the book of Ruth. Last time I preached, we were in the book of Ruth. Let's go a little farther into Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. And so she set out. She went and started gleaning in a field, right? You know the story from two weeks ago? 
They're coming home, coming back to Bethlehem. Naomi's husband's died. Her two sons have died. But her daughter-in-law comes with her. So Ruth went out, started gleaning in a field. What does gleaning in a field mean? Uh, if you were a farmer, according to Jewish law, you had to leave the corners, the edges of the field unharvested so the poor can come along and, and do that. That's hospitality. That's the way we need to act. We need to make sure that, that we're always leaving something for those who need it more than us. In fact, you just did that in the offering this morning. Eventually, she ended up coincidentally. One guy says, I don't know when it's God or when it's not. But I've noticed that the more I pray, the more coincidences I have. Eventually, she ended up in the part of the field owned by Boaz, her father-in-law, Elimelech's relative. Just a coincidence. A little later, Boaz came out from Bethlehem, greeting his harvesters. God be with you, they replied, and God bless you. So, so she just happened to come upon it. There's all kinds of just happening. How many of you have ever experienced that where, you, you know, it just, boom, wow, where'd that come from? But God knew it ahead of time. I have a word for you. God's setting you up for a miracle. God's setting you up for favor. You're just going to walk into a field thinking that you're only going to get a little bit. And and you know what? She wound up owning the field. Give God praise if you know what I'm talking about. Scripture, Exodus chapter 1 and verse 5. It said, uh, 70 persons and all generated by Jacob's seed. Joseph was already in Egypt. Say already. So all of, all of Isaac's family, uh, 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 I mean all of Jacob's family is coming to Egypt. And there were 70 of them. But then it noted, oh, so, oh, but listen, Joseph was already. I don't have time to, if you don't know the story, I don't have time. <laughs> Read your Bible. <laughs> Read Genesis. Joseph's already, God, remember they sold him into slavery. But now he's the number two guy in Egypt. They're starving. They have a famine. They're headed to Egypt. God had already, say already, he had already placed Joseph in Egypt ahead of time to take care of the other 70 that were coming. Who knows, my God, what God has already placed ahead of you to take care of you when you get to the next place. Amen. God's setting you up for favor. Oh, you ought to get more excited than that. Give God a praise. Number two, favor comes when you approach it boldly. You got to be bold about this thing. You don't just be timid and say, well, God, if you want favor, give me favor. I, I, I remember early when, when I was first saved, I was, I was witnessing to somebody about the Holy Ghost, a, a Baptist brother, and I was talking about, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. And he says, well... If God wants me to have them, then he'll give them to me. But uh, I'm like, yeah, that's not the way it works. You need to be hungry for the things of God. Come on, favor comes when you approach this thing boldly. Ruth chapter 2, uh, verse 1 and 2. So, uh, it so happened, there is that happenstance again. It so happened that Naomi had a relative by marriage, just 
you know, by chance, a man prominent and rich, connected with Elimelech, Elimelech's father, that's her husband. His name was Boaz. One day, Ruth the Moabite foreigner said to Naomi, I'm going to work. I'm going to, out to glean among the sheaves, following after some harvester who will uh, treat me kindly. Naomi said, go ahead, dear. In other words, she said, I'm not going to sit here and die. Let's go find a field and start gleaning. Let's, let's take, listen, don't sit around waiting for God to do something. Be bold. Begin to claim the favor of God. Begin to understand who your relatives are. You're related to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're a child of the king. Amen. You don't have to just glean on the edge. You own the field. Praise God. It's time to come boldly before the throne of grace. How many know the scripture from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12? For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm -hmm. For we, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come. Come. Not bold enough. Thank you. To the throne of grace. Why? That we may obtain mercy. Find to help in time of need. Aren't we talking about favor? Favor, favor, come boldly to the throne of grace. Number three, favor hedges us in for blessing. I'm praying, God, begin to hedge people in. Keep out the enemy. Keep out the devourer. Keep out the destroyer. Keep out the negative naysayers. Come on. Surround them with positive people. Surround them with the word of God. Amen. Hedge them in. Amen. So that they can just like a funnel for the favor of God. Is anybody getting the picture I'm trying to have here? Ruth chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. Watch this. Boaz asked his young servant who was foreman over the farmhands, who is this young woman? Listen, you, you do what God wants you to do and you'll get his attention. One Amen. Where did she come from? The foreman said, why, that's the Moabite girl. You know, the Moabite girl. Nobody wants to be the Moabite girl. <laughs> the one who came with Naomi from the country of Moab. I think there's more verses. Then, then Boaz spoke to Ruth. Listen, my daughter, from now on, don't go to any other field to glean. Stay right here in this one and stay close to my young women. Watch where they are harvesting and follow them. And don't worry about a thing. I've given orders to my servants not to harass you. When you get thirsty, feel free to go and drink from the water buckets that the servants have filled. Ooh, favor. Come on now. Favor. favor. He's hedging her in. He's making a way. God, hedge our families in so that favor is funneled to them. He said, I'm going to protect you. I told my men to keep, keep their hands off you. I told the women to give you a hand. If you're thirsty, I'm going to make sure that, that you have some water. You see, God began to hedge her in for blessing. Anybody catching what I'm saying here? Psalms 91, verse 1. Watch this. Oh, I love this. And, and this is in the, in the Passion. So you've you probably read Psalms 91 many times. But listen to this in the, in the Passion translation because it's really going to come up in just a minute. I rode elephants for crying out loud. 
Where is it? Is it coming? So go home and read Psalms 91. If you get it, I'll come back to it. Number whatever's next. There is a breakthrough moment for your favor. Some of you, I believe, experienced it already this morning. I didn't know that was coming. You know, it's just one of those, all of a sudden, hey, it's going to rain. Boom, here it comes. There's a breakthrough moment. Ruth chapter 2, verse 10 through 16. She dropped to her knees, then bowed her face to the ground. How does this happen that you should pick me out and treat me so kindly, me, a foreigner? Do you ever feel like that? Have you ever asked, why me? I'm a foreigner. You know, I wasn't raised in church, or I, I don't know anybody. I don't have any money. I don't even have good looks. God, why me? Huh? How does this happen? Boaz answered, I've heard all about you. Jesus knows your name. I heard about the way you treated your mother-in-law after the death of her husband and how you left your father and mother in the land of your birth and have come to live among a bunch of total strangers. God knows the sacrifices you've made. God knows the commitment you're making. God knows. No one else may know uh, uh, how difficult it's been for you to get to where you are right now. Nobody knows the sacrifices you've made, but God knows he's been watching. Amen. He knows exactly what you've been He knows how hard hard it's been for you to get here but I'm telling you he watched you all the way even when you didn't know he was watching he was watching and he's got you right in the middle of the palm of his hand glory to God Ah, somebody praise the Lord God rewards you well for what you've done with a generous bonus besides from God to whom you've come seeking protection under his wings she said oh sir such grace such kindness I don't deserve it. You've touched my heart, treated me like one of your own, and I don't even belong here. I don't know about you, but there's been times I've said, God, I don't belong here. I've said, God, I don't deserve this. God, why are you treating me like this? 2 Corinthians 6.2 from the Passion says this, For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor. And the day when you needed salvation, I came to your aid. And, in, and that's not just the day you were saved. So can't you see? Now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. Worship team, come on up here. Now, now is the day of salvation. This is the day, listen to me, of accelerated favor. It's coming. But there's three things you got to do. Listen, if you've been sleeping, punch your husband, wake him up, wake him up. Three things you got to do if you want to see favor in your life. Are you all paying attention? Write this down. Get it in your spirit. Put it on your refrigerator. Make it a matter of your prayer every morning. Here it is. Number one, you need to start recognizing favor as it comes from God. Too many times things have happened and you've taken credit for it. Or you think it's because so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. 
I'm here to tell you, you need to start recognizing favor when it comes. And like the guy I spoke to earlier, he, he said, I don't know when it's God or when it's not. My response to that is, duh. All, all gifts come from him. Just start wrecking every day. Listen, the best time to do this is on your bed at night and begin to, begin to recognize as you go through the day, oh, that was him. That was God. That was favor. Y'all are y'all living with more favor than you recognize. As you go to bed at night, start recognizing favor. If you have to write it down to remember, do it. How many got point one? Point two. Be thankful for favor. Paul said, Paul said, one of the reasons we want to see God do things in people's lives is just so more thanksgiving can rise up to God. There's power in thanksgiving. There's something about a people that have learned to thank God for what's coming to them. It's a powerful concept. It's not something you do on the side. Quit being like the nine lepers that never came back. Be like the one that came back and said, you know what? Thank you, Jesus. Start making a list. And after you make your list of recognizing favor, you need to take about 10, 15 minutes and just say, Lord, thank you. And though I promise you, I promise you this will work. If you'll just start thanking him for every favor, for everyone you thank him for, I believe 10 more will come. <laughs> Anybody paying attention? For everyone you thank him for, God, send 10 more. It, it doesn't add, it multiplies. It'll multiply favor. How many got point number two? Number three, you got to walk in his will. Favor, listen, we're on a journey. And as long as you're on that journey, you don't have to have everything perfect, but you're saying, God, I'm going where you want me to go. I don't understand it all the time. I don't even like it all the time. That was me on that five-mile hike. God, really? I had the walking. I said, maybe a walking stick. So I had a walking stick for a while. Then I realized that's just more weight. I started dragging my walking stick. <laughs> this don't work. We get tired on the journey. But listen, being in his will, what I mean by that is you're on journey. Favor will not come if you're a bystander. Favor will not come if you're the kind of guy who's just kind of sitting by the way. In other words, you come to church on Sunday morning, sit in your favorite pew. God help them if they take your favorite seat. You just come and sit in the pew on Sunday. Forget about God the rest of the week. Come back next Sunday. It's just kind of your duty. You're just kind of going through the motions. Listen, you're not going to experience a whole lot of favor because God gives favor to people that are on journey. He gives favor that he knows will use favor. He gives favor to people that will exercise the will of God through their lives. If you'll touch someone else, favor will come. If you'll pray for someone else, favor will come. If you'll reach out to someone else, favor 
favor will come. If you'll say, God, your will and not my will, favor will come to your house. Oh, God, I feel it. Stand to your feet. Now is the time of accelerated favor. I've done this once before. I'm going to do it again. Here's what he told them. Here's what he told his servants. He said, as you go gleaning, okay, can you imagine those big uh, sickles? And they're cutting it down. And he says, as you're cutting it down, take a little bit and drop it. He says, I want to make sure Ruth has handfuls on purpose. Oh, I love that phrase in the King James. Handfuls of purpose. And they're cutting down Boaz's wheat, but hey, let's leave this for Ruth. And there's little Ruth piles all over the field. And all she had to do was just pick them up. I'm praying, oh God, leave handfuls on purpose for our people. God, just leave them. Blessings. Some of you should be running up here by now. God, bless our 200 families with handfuls of purpose. Someone ought to get up here and get a handful of favor. Come on, just grab one of these and take it home with you and say, God, I want to see favor in my life. Get up here and stay up here. Grab one. If you're greedy, grab two or three. I can't believe some of you are sitting in your seats. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Oh, that's just a tissue. Oh, my God, you are so, you are so out of it. God, anoint every one of these tissues for the glory of God. Woo! Here, keep spreading the, keep spreading the favor. Get up here. Get up, everybody that can get up here, get up here. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus. Gee, my God, something's happening. Come on, come on, say it with me. I'm going to start recognizing honor in my life. God, I'm going to start being thankful for honor in my life. And God, I'm going to stay in the will of God as best I know how. I'm going to do it. I want to see accelerated favor. I'm a child of the King. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I was just born into it. Somebody praise the Lord. You you were just born into it. That's all. That's all. You get all this because you were born into it. Father, bless everyone. Bless every family in this church. Bless them with accelerated favor. Help them to get up every morning and expect it and go to bed every night thanking you for it. 
God raise a commitment within us that God, I'll go where you want me to go. Say what you want me to say. Do what you want me to do. God. God. Oh. God sent favor. Woo. Like we've never seen before. Help us to walk in grace. Walk in grace. Walk in favor as never before. Save our families. <laughs> These are the last days. We know the enemy's angry because his days are short. But God, you're accelerating favor. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As you leave this morning, I want you to lay hands on at least five people or just take their hand or put your hand on their shoulder. And I want you to just say two words or three words. God, accelerate favor in that person's life. God, accelerate favor. Then let them pray for you. Come on, will you do that right now? Come move around a little bit. Move around. Lay hands on somebody. Come on, let's do this. Give them a hug. Love on them. God, accelerate favor in their lives. Thank you for staying late. God bless you. But don't you leave till you do it.